What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, episode 132. In this episode, I was pleased to be joined by John Lee Dumas, also known as JLD. He is the host of the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, which has been one of the top business podcasts for almost a decade now. It started at the end of 2012. He was very early to the podcast scene, and that is a large part of his success. He was very quick to act on it, and he has produced over 3,000 podcast episodes at this point, interviewing top entrepreneurs out there. There's a lot of podcasts nowadays that interview top entrepreneurs, but JLD was one of the first, if not the first, to completely own the space. He was the first to completely own the space. I don't know if he was the first podcast to do it, but he was certainly the first one to do it and put his name on the map as that guy. And you're gonna hear a lot in this interview about why that was a big part of his success. It was being early and being quick to it. And no, that doesn't mean, oh man, the opportunities are gone, all right? I know some people hear that, 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 oh, he was first and that's why it worked. And you're like, well, now I can't be first. Yeah, the lesson is to be first at something else, all right? I'm just gonna spoil that now. But this is an awesome interview. JLD has over 180,000 followers on Instagram because he's been such a big name in the entrepreneur world for a long time. So get ready to take some notes and let's do this. John, I wanted to start by saying thank you so much because uh, my one of my first entrepreneurial experiences ever, as you probably get this story a lot, is me driving around in my car, uh, doing uh, my love drive, it. Every, drive everywhere sales job, thinking, you know what, maybe I do want to be an entrepreneur someday, open the podcast app, and I should probably type in entrepreneur, right? That's uh, <laughs> the best to start on. And uh, you can guess which podcast I found. I, I found Entrepreneurs on Fire. Uh, now I'm interviewed on my podcast. So the ripple has uh, set in motion properly. I love it, brother. Thank you very much. Um, well, we got a lot of content creators on the show. This is a social bamboo podcast. We got people on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, you name it. Um, but the main thing is we're all content creators. And the thing that I wanted to get out of you first uh, you've obviously you're you've got an online presence everywhere. You got an awesome following audience on almost every platform. I know you're not doing all of this work posting on all these platforms. Uh, where how does it happen nowadays? When you get an idea for content creation, I want to come out with this YouTube video. You have that eureka entrepreneur moment that we all have all day, where you're like, I want to come out with this piece of content. What does your process look like for actually getting it out? So. We have a fantastic content production plan. And that's where most people honestly fail. They don't have any kind of a plan. They have that eureka moment, that aha moment, and then life takes over or they just like recreate the wheel every single time. And it's just like this massive process. We have a well-oiled machine. You know, we have three virtual assistants working full-time for us. And we are always, always improving those systems improving those tools, improving those automations. And you know, for us, it's aha moment, eureka moment happens. Plug it into the machine. The machine starts chugging, spits out the other side. 
and there you have it. So that's why every day you're seeing you know fresh content from us on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on all the other platforms, podcasting, you name it, because our content production plan is a baller. And so if you're listening, you're like, what exactly is a content production plan? That's why you're struggling. So it's it's everything. You know, I mean, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about this in a minute, but chapter seven, step seven of my new book, it's create your content production plan. The average chapter in this book is between three to three to five thousand words. Chapter seven, step seven, creating your content production plan, thirteen thousand five hundred words. Like literally. That could be a business book in and of itself. It is mind-blowing how much content is within that one chapter. And it really made me realize this is why we went at such a high level because our content production plan is so good. And I don't say that like like quickly or easily. Like It wasn't always that way. Our content production plan used to suck. Now it's awesome. There's been 10 years in the gap you know, between that. So we've been working on this thing for a decade that's why it's such a seamless machine as you and I are talking right now. Have you had some people that have been with you the entire 10 years that are still on We have one virtual assistant that's been with me for 12 years. So oh, wow. all the, the entire decade, because um, she was actually my virtual assistant in my previous career in real estate. So I took her with me into Entrepreneurs on Fire. We have um, another person who's been with us for seven years and, and another person for six years. So... So once you Very find them, just keep them. Do everything you can to keep Train them. Train them, keep them. So where does your uh, process start when you get this idea? Like you've created a notes section on your phone and send it to an assistant and it's done or you just show up for the podcast and your team takes it from there. It is really that first part. It's like, here's the idea. Take it, go run. And we have something that we use that's really effective. Um, you know, I like to do video trainings and video tutorials. And so when I have that idea... I'll do a whole video training on it. Like I will really take the time to do a thorough, detailed video training one time. And then after I do that, that one time, it goes into our video library. And then whenever I have that second idea or that third idea on that same area, my VAs go to that video training to rewatch it to familiarize themselves with exactly how I want them to operate. And they never have to ask me what to do, how to do it. So that video library that we have, it's priceless. So that's what your business looks like now, this awesome, well-oiled content creation machine. Uh, obviously, you know, when you're a solopreneur, you got to learn some video editing, you got to do some graphic design before you can get this team in place, before you got the money to get the team in place. Or maybe it is kind of a catch-22. You need the team to get the money, but you need the money to get the team. I know there's some gray space there. If we're looking back at the situation, these solopreneurs, you know, what's that first step for getting a content content creation team or process started for them? You need to start off by looking in the mirror and say, what am I great at? Like, what are the things that only I can do in this business? What is my zone of fire? So of course, like when I'm asking myself that question, it's interviewing people and entrepreneurs on fire. It's being interviewed on other shows. It's doing live webinars. It's being present in Clubhouse. Like there's certain things that only I can do. Everything else is higher outable. It's outsourceable. Everything else. Now you're not going to be able to do all of the outsourcing right away, day one. But you know, once you go through the process of knowing the core things that only you can do, these are the non-negotiables. 
And then there's everything else. Then you rank them from the things that take you the most time down to the least amount of time um, for you to do that aren't in your zone of fire. And then you start working away from the top with the biggest, most time-consuming tasks. And again, it's just going to be step-by-step, day-by-day. You're not going to be able to do it all at once because you're not going to be able to hire enough virtual assistants. You're not going to be able to you know, have them you know, be that skilled right away. It's going to take time for all of those things. But that's how you take the biggest bites of the pie at the beginning from working from that top down. Okay. So that, you know, hopefully after six months, like you've worked down, you know, maybe halfway down that list. And so the things that are now below really don't actually even take you that much time, anyways, because the things that take you the most time are those first bunch of tasks that you've already outsourced. Okay. So get rid of the ones that are going to clear the most amount of time for you first. You're saying, so after you get this huge list of all the tasks that only you can do, um, now you know that, you know, plug those into your schedule, then find the ones that you can outsource, get rid of the ones that are getting rid of the biggest chunk of time first. Rank them from rank them. biggest time sucks to uh-huh. littlest time sucks okay. and start training at the top. Got it. Um, so we don't have much time, man, but I definitely want to get uh, a very key piece of information from you that I need for myself, honestly, for growing a podcast. You have one of the biggest podcasts out there. Obviously, I found you right when I typed in uh, entrepreneur back in the early days. You were you were quick on the podcast game, man. That's awesome. Um, and one thing I love about your website, eofire.com, is your revenue section where you just break down your revenue. Like I was seriously going to ask you some of the questions that I'm getting answered right now from this page of exactly what percentage of your revenue last month came from each source. And a large percentage of it is from books. Um, you know, I, I did a little bit further digging here. So 40% of your, of your uh, gross income of 198657 last month was from books. And it doesn't look like you're running like aggressive Facebook ads to sell these books. But I also go on your website and I see like pre-orders for like, you know, get 800 books, stuff like that. <laughs> Give me some like behind the scenes details. What are some of these relationships What that are happening behind the scenes? Like who is ordering these 800 books? And that, what is that pitch like to get that out to the to the world? So listen, you build an audience over time. People that know, like, and trust you, they resonate with the content that you're sharing. They are appreciative of the fact that you're bringing great guests that, you know, they're learning from as well. And you build relationships with them. And then, you know, when you go ahead and you're going to launch a book, that's literally a culmination of 10 years of 3000 interviews. That is the 17 step roadmap. I mean, it's a very clear 17 step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. People want to support that. They want to get behind that. And so that's the part of the process. And that's part of the systems that, you know, I would not have sold, you know, 800 books in 2012, in 2014, in 2016, but I can in 2021 because I've been building this audience for a decade. I've been building this know, like, and trust for a decade because of my systems, because of my tools, because of my team, because of my content. And so it's it's over time. And that's the process. And again, that is really essentially the secret sauce in this book as well. It's how can you as a content creator identify one single problem that's not being solved that you can be the best solution for then execute upon that. When I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire, it was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. 
It was the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. That's why I won. How can you be the only? That's what you should be thinking as a content creator. That's how you build an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you. That's how you make $200,000 in one single month that you just referenced You know, by selling a ton of books. That's how you win. You playing the long game. Playing the long game, brother. I love it. So obviously you've had no problem being uh, in the long game uh, and sticking with entrepreneurship, hustling the whole time. So obviously you're loving it. Last question here for you, man. Uh, when people ask me, like, so you're an entrepreneur, like, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? It's really hard to answer, right? Because we don't even know what social media platforms will be around at that time. How much clarity do you get later in life um, being an entrepreneur when people ask you that? Do you have a clear five-year vision or you just know, I'll just be solving the world's problems? I am clearer than I was when I started. That's, I have no clarity because you do not know what the next month is going to entail, let alone the next year, three years, five years. Like who knew the clubhouse is going to explode? And who knows if in six months, it'll still be a big deal or no deal or a bigger deal. Who knows? Like, I love this world because I only plan 100 days at a time. I've launched three journals that are all about planning 100 days at a time. That's my life. And that's the life that I want to live. I don't want to have some rigid you know, goals that you know, uh, life plans that may never come to fruition. I want to know that I'm doing what I think is best right now for my business, have very clear and specific goals, you know, 30, 60, 90, 100 days out, and then be willing to be flexible and adjust and pivot as needed. Okay. My point is like, I don't have a one, three, five-year goal for my business. My business is already moving in the right direction. The individual you're talking about, they don't have a direction right now. And that's what they need. Mm-hmm. They need direction. They need to have their big idea. They need to understand the niche within that big idea that's not being served. They need to know the avatar, the perfect listener, consumer, client, customer. They need to know these, these core tenets so they can start moving in the right direction. So once you get to a certain point and you are headed in the right direction, then you can just say, okay, I'm going to keep my ship moving in that direction. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to plan where this ship is going to be in three years because I don't know how many times I'm going to I'm going to have to tweak, pivot, and adjust over the next month, year, whatever. So you've got to get those core tenets down. And that's exactly what this book is, brother. This book is the 17-step roadmap to give you that plan, to give you that North Star, it's available for pre-order right now, uncommonsuccessbook.com. You want to pre-order because we have five insane bonuses. Just one of those bonuses, I'm shipping all three of my journals, the Freedom Mastery and Podcast Journal, to your door for free on May. And this book has uh, been uh, personally endorsed by Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, Eric Amandi, um, Seth Godin, Dory Clark. It's a fantastic book. Learn more, UncommonSuccessBook.com. I already got my copy and I'm stoked to get all my pre-order uh, bonuses as well. So thank you, my man. And the more I talk to you, the more I feel like all of my questions are answered in that book, aren't they? <laughs> it's true, man. This is the culmination of the 3,000 interviews that I've done where I've been the mentee learning from these mentors. So it's all there. March 23rd, all will be revealed. Well, JLD, thank you so much, man. Uh, Nothing but straight fire from you always. Um, Thank you so much for coming on Social Bamboo. And uh, we'll be finding you uh, on all social media platforms. I'll link them below and we'll be sure to get your book. Thanks so much. Love it, brother. Thanks, Derek. 
I hope you guys enjoyed that interview, and I will be looking forward to reading John's book more than any other book this year. John has perspective like no other entrepreneur out there. He has done over 3,000 interviews of top-level entrepreneurs. His perspective of what works in entrepreneurship is unparalleled. So I'm super excited to get his book. If uh, it's still in the pre-order time, it's before April, then check out the link in the description to pre-order or you can check it out for ordering if it is in April that you're listening to this. And I will probably be talking about the book later once I actually get my hands on it and read a copy of it. In other news, if you are wondering how I was able to book John on the podcast, I actually was in a clubhouse room with him the other day. There was only about 30 people in the room, and John said, for any of you that are in this room that would like to interview me on the podcast, just email this email, and we'll get something booked. I'm looking to do interviews right now and you know, side promote my book, so... If I was not on Clubhouse in this 30-person room with one of the top entrepreneurs out there, this interview wouldn't happen. And that's why if you listen to my previous episode on Clubhouse where I stress that you need to be in there and you haven't taken me up on it, it's because you're still in the mindset like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, exactly. I don't know what's going to happen for you either. You never know who you're going to meet on Clubhouse but these rooms are so small and intimate right now that when someone who is a celebrity, in a sense, comes into the room, this is your chance to actually get to connect with them and form these relationships. So thank you, Clubhouse, for getting me in touch with John Lee Dumas. And if you are listening to this on Monday, then I will see you tomorrow in my Clubhouse that happens every Tuesday morning from 8.30 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Until further notice, at least, it is March right now, and I'm going hard on Clubhouse and it has been a great time over there. So uh, go check it out in the room tomorrow. Otherwise, make sure to give John a follow everywhere and stay tuned for the recap interview next week where I talk about the single biggest takeaway that I got from this interview and tell you why that has also been a big shift for me in my business and how you can utilize it in yours, okay? Any guesses on what you think the biggest takeaway of mine is on the interview? DM me if you think you got a solid guess. Otherwise, I will see you next week. 